conversational AI tools like ChatGPT are changing how we do a lot of things in life. Tasks that were previously performed by humans can now be done at the same level of quality, potentially even better, with technology through artificial intelligence and machine learning. Where is conversational AI going to have an impact in healthcare? Well, one very big problem to solve is this burden of mental health. And today on the show, I'm joined by Isha Oberoi, CEO and founder of Leora, a virtual self-care coach that provides mental health support that's judgment-free, discreet, accessible, always available, and hyper-personalized. So in this episode, we talk about this exciting area of digital avatars and building trust in health tech. We talk about the research behind Leora, clinically and from a design and user experience perspective. We talk about this enormous potential out there of large language models and cybersecurity and a lot more too. Collaboration starts with a conversation, Team Health Tech. Let's make it up. This is Talking Health Tech with me, Peter Birch, featuring content and community about technology in healthcare. Being a GP in Australia is a busy gig. You see a lot of patients during the day, then you're expected to find time outside of the clinic to maintain your CPD and education. A great way for GPs to access education is through podcasts. And Australia's leading education podcast for busy GPs is called The Good GP. It's had well over a million downloads, regularly ranked in the top 10 medical podcasts in Australia, and a proud member of the Talking Health Tech Podcast Network. The show's hosted by three GPs, Chris, Tim, and Sean, and The Good GP regularly features episodes on all the important topics that GPs need to know without all the fluff. And The Good GP podcast now has the support of MedTech Global as a key sponsor for the show. MedTech help GPs be GPs by working with clinicians in Australia and New Zealand to develop patient management systems and healthcare technology. MedTech's on a mission to digitally transform general practice so GPs can focus on quality patient care. If you're a busy GP or know someone who is, check it out, The Good GP Podcast, on your favourite podcast player. Isha, it's been a while since we've spoken on the podcast. It, I actually can't remember how long it's been. It's been maybe a couple of years. So time flies. Uh, And for those that might not, we'll we'll link it up in the show notes of this episode. But for those that didn't catch that, uh, what were you doing back then? Remind me. So I was, I think that was just in, so the last part of COVID Mm. and I just won an award. Um, It was a women in digital or tech award. And hence we were on the podcast having a conversation about the year that had passed and how, you know, I scaled a fear care services through the challenges of COVID. Mm. Um, What I was also doing is really struggling to get our mental health and psychosocial clients in front of psychologists and psychiatrists. So I was starting the journey of immersing myself in the world of artificial intelligence and technology even more. And so into the world of artificial intelligence now in that that mental health space, Mm -hmm. so what does that that translate into? What are you doing now? I have been working on a really cool product which I think is going to make a massive impact in the world of mental health and allow for individuals to have access to sort of some self-management e-mental health tools whilst they're waiting for uh, to get, you know, to, to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Mm. 
So kind of that in-between thing, they're interesting. So you, a, a chatbot, did you say? Is that yes. what it is? Yeah. So Leora is a chatbot. Yeah. Um, Leora is a artificial intelligent chatbot that can help individuals that have anxiety or depression um, effectively self-manage a bit of their condition in between therapeutic sessions. So that's what we've been building the last six months. Amazing. So you're in that 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 stage of come off the back of building and uh, Leora. So why why a chatbot? Like what uh, what have you learnt through building that, and who's that going to serve? The building a chatbot for for mental health must be a really interesting journey. Yeah, I think. I think the next decade for us is going to translate into it is going to be really the rise of conversational AI. Mm. We know that this is something that, um, you know, the last five years, a lot of the large tech businesses and players in the world globally have have significantly invested in. And we'll talk a little bit about ChatGPT later on and the investment Mm. there and what that could um, mean you know, for businesses and industries. But I think for me, why I was curious and interested in chatbot technologies, because I think it really, it provides an opportunity for a user to engage in a different way. So for a long time now, we have had access to ECBT tools. So e-cognitive behavior therapy tools or programs or digital mental health programs. But we know that they're not that engaging. Mm. They're not that interesting. And they heavily rely on an individual to be incredibly self-motivated to finish an online program. So this was sort of taking those uh, digital solutions to the next level and using almost, you know, the the conversational ad, the avatar, to bring about an increase in engagement and stickiness. So we have and can show, hopefully over time, that the user actually finishes a program mm. um, through the connection that they uh, create with the avatar. Yeah. And so, so chatting with the avatar, so that's Leora, right? So mm-hmm. if I was using uh, the tool, I'd be on my phone and then chatting with Leora, a digital avatar. You've used that term avatar a couple of times. Talk to me more about, you know, building Leora, the, the, the other virtual person, the, the, the chatbot that I'm um sharing my my thoughts with yeah absolutely this has been quite an insightful journey um, for us in the startups phase of Leora so Leora initially was a digital human and that was my vision of what I felt I could and wanted to connect with like I Mm. thought if I'm talking to someone I want to talk to someone who's as real as possible yeah you know Um, but interestingly so at that time I remember this was about six months ago I was in India on a meditation retreat and we started to do some user testing here locally for the Australian market to see how people respond to different types of avatars. So we went, we had sort of three um, sort of different depictions. We had the the very much human-like digital human. We had some animated characters. And then mm. we also had some animals like cute koalas. Um, even the quokka, is it the quokka or? The quokka. Yeah, the quokka, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is like the Spelt happiest quokka. animal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we were looking at all of these different sort of characters to see, well, yeah. what is the character that people respond to and can build rapport with, right? Because mm. that trust and rapport is so, so crucial in this, um, in this tool. And what we discovered through that user testing and that user journey, uh, understanding the user journey was the Australian users 
uh, felt repulsed and disgusted by a digital human. So it created what we know as the phenomena of the uncanny valley, which is the digital human is so human-like that it actually is a deterrent for, for an individual and they don't feel right. connected to it. And whereas because I was in India and I, and I do this all the time whenever I've got an idea is I ask like, I like, I'm very curious to know yeah. what people think. So um, I took the opportunity even in India to find out how users in India with people, like people with mental health, depression and anxiety would respond to an avatar. And funnily enough, the Indian market loved the digital human and they didn't feel connected to something that was animated or animal-like. Mm. So anyway, just a little point on localization and how crucial yeah. that becomes as well. Mm. So eventually, uh, our uh, so eventually, Leora now, if you look at it, look at her now, she's animated. She's we've looked at um, what could we've taken a lot of feedback, and we know that things like little things like the eyes being proportionately larger on the face mm. create a level of trust in users. So if you look at Leora now, she's incredibly different mm. to what she started off as, but we're much more confident because of the feedback that we've received from our sort of local market where we are establishing that this is what users want. Yeah. That's interesting that you've, like we've talked so much about, you know, that design stage based on what users like. And it's not so much, you've not mentioned anything about what, the the avatar is saying or doing or how they're they're acting or anything it, it's the how they're perceived and how someone feels about sharing anything there so that sounds like and that is such an important aspect of any healthcare design like solutions is the design phase understanding what users want and whether that's you know the the, the patients or or whatever the situation is that can make such a huge difference it sounds like yes massively like mm. we are creating trust through a visual representation you know and that's uh that is something that i think really cannot be dismissed when any when we're looking at conversational ai agents mm. um especially yeah. in health technology and you mentioned india as well and different you know, localization and and it's interesting thinking about different styles of health care too and the the more traditional Western and Eastern styles of, of care. Has that kind of worked its way into your thinking around building Leora? Yeah, absolutely. So as a person who has had, um, you know, my own lived journey around mental health and um, being, I've consistently relied on therapists. Mm. I consistently have. I'm actually very proud of it. I think that it's made me a better human being mm. and it's allowed me to have a another perspective constantly, a sounding board so I can keep on um, you know improving um, as an individual so for me personally and I think this is now coming out in the vision of Leora is I have blended in my mental health journey the sort of the uh, the right ratio of western science and western psychology with eastern philosophy mm. and time and time again I've seen a lot of people in my network rely on the blend of both, like the the mixture of using different therapy techniques at different points in their life. I think there's also enough research now to suggest that meditation and mindfulness techniques really do help individuals with anxiety and depression because mm. Western psychology is a huge focus on mind, 
Whereas Eastern wisdom brings in not just the mind, but it really looks at your, you know, your whole connection to nature, mm. to your soul and to your, you know, your energy. And we are energy beings. Mm. So it's really bringing in that whole holistic look at physical, mental, emotional regulation. And so the, the mix of both those therapeutic techniques is really what I actually think that this could be a, a huge differentiation for Leora as well as mm. we continue to develop it. The Talking Health Tech podcast has been running since 2018 with over 400 episodes and no signs of slowing down. It's all possible thanks to the support of our THT Plus members. These are startup and scale-up members who get it. They know that collaboration starts with a conversation and they know that to make meaningful change in healthcare, we need to break down those silos one conversation at a time. We love to feature our THT Plus startup and scale-up company members on this podcast, so you'll hear from them regularly if you listen to this show, and you'll also see they have a strong presence on our SEO-optimized website. THT Plus members can share unlimited content on our website too, like news events and jobs, which we then redistribute across our wider audience through our socials and our newsletter. If you're interested in being part of the conversation, become a THT Plus member today so we can get the word out about the most important topics in healthcare together. Go to talkinghealthtech.com slash THT Plus to learn more. And that'll certainly appeal to, you know, a has the potential to appeal to a, a broad audience too of people who might feel that they're... The, the, whether it's the treatments they've received or the way they've engaged with the healthcare system generally, um, maybe they want something more or something different that, that is still backed in evidence and it's effective and, and has that uh, in the end, the outcomes that, that people want. And particularly in a mental health space where, you know, the system, uh, it's it's under pressure and we need um, more tools and, and ways to make it more efficient and effective because in, the, in its current form uh, of you know, patients physically coming in and speaking to somebody, it's not going to continue to scale at a rate that we need it. So it's an interesting time to be doing, it's the right time to be doing something like this, for sure. Yes, and and the positive thing is that there's enough work that's also already been done in sort of bringing in Western psychology and Eastern philosophy. So yeah. a lot of the exercises that we're building into Leora are backed on acceptance and commitment therapy techniques so we are using clinical techniques in ensuring that you know as we continue to build the app there is going to be clinical efficacy so in fact um, over the next sort of seven to ten days we're hoping to release our first peer-reviewed paper independently done by the University of Sydney to start to really showcase and position Leora as an option as an alternative um, but also as like a complementary digital tool that can be used to really accelerate someone's mental health or improve it whilst they're also leaning on obviously the human-led support. And just to, just to lean in a little bit more and think about the, the type of people who will really um, tend towards uh, engaging with Leora and, and using the tool, uh, what kind of demographics are you really thinking will be the, the people who will um, be most attracted to using it? We've got the, the younger generation coming through that are used to it or is there an older demographic? What does it look like? Yeah, I think given how early we are in the development of Leora, I'm really conscious of sort of being overconfident in who we think mm. we want to, um, you know, who will use Leora. But just going on the back of like any experience with any other technology, we know that, you know, the early adopters are the younger generation and they just have a stronger affinity to technology. So 
our, our assumption sort of at this stage is really, you know, sort of 25 to 35 yeah. age group. Um, and I think the more clinical evidence and efficacy we bring into the product, mm. we would start to feel more confident to also um, cater to the younger demographics. But I'm actually quite mindful of that because, you know, there's, there are a lot of risks around technology and what we don't want to do is uh, create a dependency. So, mm. you know, that's one of the clear risks around any app usage and, and that's the dependency. And I think that the more sort of life experience we've got, more maturity we've got and other things that sort of consume our life, the less risk there is that we end up spending tons and tons of time on technology. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this is coming to light as as you know people start to use leora and everything it's coming at an interesting time where you know everyone's talking about chat gpt mm-hmm. you know we're not even recording this podcast episode in real life chat gpt just talk- no it's uh you know <laughs> it, it does everything right apparently it's like that's just what's going to happen and there'll be no use for any humans anymore ever apparently well maybe not that extreme but it's made a lot it's it's captured a lot of attention seeing how mm-hmm. sophisticated uh, these types of technology can be how do you think about you know something like chat gpt as you're you know launching leora mm. i am so excited about chat gpt and the technology this innovation mm. and so this is going to be a long answer and i'll start from really providing the context yeah. around the intelligence, the artificial intelligence, and then the potential and how limitless this is. So if we think about how we learn, right, and evolve as human beings, when we're, as children, we learn through our parents and our teachers. And there are two main concepts, right? There's the concept of supervised learning and unsupervised learning. And when we're learning through uh, the knowledge share from our teachers and parents, we're learning through labeling, right? Labeling and classification effectively. Um, As we start to move through life, we learn through observation and self-learning and experiences. And this is really what artificial intelligence is. It's effectively replicating the human brain Mm. by creating these neural energy connections artificially. The difference is that our human brain over the course of our life can only consume so much right and we know that there are limits however with artificial intelligence the more neural connections we create the neural network the more intelligent this becomes Mm. so the potential and you know i'll use that word again it's effectively limitless and we've seen the acceleration of this technology just from the first uh, i think um open ai was founded in 2015 you know the first Mm. billion dollars invested and then sort of over the course of that time to now, the GPT-3 is incredible. It's built on 175 billion parameters, which is those neural connections, Mm. and over 40 trillion sentences. It's phenomenal the amount of data it can hold Mm. and then respond to. So, yes, I think, you know, on the back of that, the next five years, we're going to absolutely see certain industries adopt that that are um, more creative industries like marketing journalism you know because there's less risk Mm. in being able to lean on this technology to be able to produce content imagery design uh, in in really really quick ways Uh, and then I think there's certainly an appetite in health 
now and yeah. our consumers are becoming more and more sophisticated. They want to have a better experience even when they're consuming health services. So I, th I, I believe as long as we ensure that we are managing the risk, right, mm. and we go in with this zero trust mindset and I think that's how we should be looking at technology especially like ChatGPT is it's built on a whole huge set of data as health businesses we can leverage that but obviously we would need to fine-tune it for our business case for mm. our business businesses um, but we go in with sort of zero trust as a business and as well as a user and then build all of the parameters or the infrastructure, the scaffolding we need to ensure that we mitigate any risks that can come from using this technology. I, I think you're definitely on something there. And it comes back to this point around artificial intelligence and healthcare that's been discussed long before all the hype of chat GPT specifically, which is if the AI is operating in this black box that no one really knows how it comes up with these you know, that the outcome that it spits out from a clinician's point of view or from a patient's perspective, someone that's banking a lot of trust on what's, and a lot is at stake here in terms of what's coming out of it, in terms of its recommendations or whatever it's the results. Mm -hmm. If we don't actually know how it's come up with that or, or that, you know, trust that it's backed by, you know, peer reviewed studies or whatever it might be, um, that might be good in some of those industries, as you say, that have that low risk and tolerance and everything. Um, but in healthcare, there's a lot more to it and there's a lot more uh, trust that needs to be built in order for it to be um, a tool that's used and that uh, is effective in a healthcare setting too. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where, um, so that supervised learning and the human intervention. Mm. So really the trainers, the human trainers that are fine tuning, say as an example, if we were to use ChatGPT, which is the largest language model, so we would mm. want to leverage it, I think a lot of businesses would, you would fine tune it and ensure that there's the right clinical um, contribution, yep. right, to ensure that the, so you're effectively simulating the chatbot and the user for mm. a period of time and then, so, so training the bot in that way, but then, Effectively, any technology, if it's to scale, would you know benefit from its own learning as well, and it will keep doing that. So there will be that uh, unsupervised learning process mm. that 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 chatbot goes through, and it will use then learn through user uh, inferences, so user input. Yeah. And the more people that interact with it, the smarter it will get over time. Fascinating, fascinating. And so thinking back to then Leora mm -hmm. and looking ahead and your priorities and where you're at, how can the community support you in terms of building this out? What are you looking for now? And, and also what might we look forward to from seeing from Leora over the next, say, 6, 12, 24 months? Mm -hmm. So Leora in terms of this business has massive potential. Mm. So I, I absolutely don't think that I can do this alone. I'm so open to collaboration and partnership mm -hmm. within industry and also funding like this requires a huge amount of data. It requires a huge amount of computing power to really scale it to the level that we want where it um, can produce massive global impact. So I'm, I'm quite open to like any ideas or anyone who, th who thinks this is interesting and wants to partner and collaborate, you know, reach out. I'm more than open to conversations. 
Amazing. Well, Isha, we'll put the details for Leora in the show notes of this episode uh, and no doubt we'll engage in summits and everything as a THC Plus member. It's great to have you in the community as well. So looking forward to watching as Leora builds out and hopefully helps a lot of people too. So thank you so much for making the time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, before you go, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and you enjoyed the show, write a nice review and give us five stars in your favorite podcast player. At the time of this recording, we've been stuck on 65 reviews on Apple. I'm not sure what that's about, but if this show is part of your regular routine and you've listened this far, it'd mean the world to me if you could take two minutes and write a nice review, give us five stars. It does more than just boost my ego. It also helps us climb the charts and reach more people. Thanks so much. For more content and community about technology and healthcare, visit talkinghealthtech.com. Dot com.